Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Giannis was back, but it didn't matter for the Bucks in game one. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us via the Goodyear hotline. Chris Carlin, Bart Scott in for Greeny today. Thank you so much for joining us as we have got one game of the NBA Finals in the books. And Bart, last night, Chris Paul was not going to be denied. And the Milwaukee Bucks got Giannis back, and he looked pretty good, frankly. But it wasn't nearly enough. And uh, to me, this was more than anything about Chris Paul going off and defensive mismatches all over the place on the floor. Yeah, it's about Phoenix being able to get easy baskets while uh, the Bucks had to work for their baskets. And Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday has to be better. I know Drew Holiday understands that. You know, for him to be part of a big three, and you look at what the other side was able to do, 32 from Chris Paul, I believe 27 from uh, Booker, and I think 22 from Aiton, and he was a monster on the boards, especially the offensive boards. Um, their big three accounted for 81 points. You're going to need more productivity for Drew Holiday, not just the defense, if he's going to be part of their big three, especially when Giannis gives you that after the knee injury where we thought he was going to be done. Um, I think, you know, Budenholzer did something late in the game uh, with going small. I think they're going to have to pay, play potentially Giannis at the five. I mean, he showed that he was more than capable in handling eight when he hit him in the chest and yoked on him. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think that's gonna they're going to have to play small because they got killed. And listen, you know I love my boy Brooke Lopez, and he was efficient hitting the threes and being able to get twos and putbacks. But, man, was he a liability, him, him and Porter, you know, whenever they get matched up. And then when they went underneath, it just seemed like it reminded me. I thought. I was watching Carl Malone and John Stockton run the pick and roll. I was like, come hmm. on, man. You got to – I mean, you got to be able to do something. It gives me a whole great, greater respect for what the Clippers were able to do, Reggie Jackson and what you know, uh, Pandemic Pete was doing. Uh, you're going to have to blitz these guys, man. You're going to have to blitz these guys, and they're going to have to find the open man because you cannot you know, come back. It, it looked like I was watching Trey Young with the oop to Capella a thousand times or I was watching John Stockton, man. They got to figure out, pick their poison, but they got to figure something out with that pick and roll. Crazy. They just could not get anything right. Here's Tim Legler on that situation last night and how the Suns just frankly looked like they were more prepared for the situation. This is on SportsCenter with SVP. There was two completely different levels of sharpness in this game. I'm sorry. Phoenix was just so much more prepared, so much more confident, so much more sure of what they were doing, mm-hmm. what they were trying to accomplish. They basically had... Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton be the absolute best versions of themselves, and Devin Booker does what he does. He got to his number. He didn't shoot the ball great, but to have your three best players you know, play that well, and you look at Milwaukee, Giannis clearly wasn't himself. Chris Middleton was pretty good overall most tonight, and Drew Holiday wasn't very good offensively. He lost his aggressiveness once again, so for me, no comparison in the two teams tonight. That did not feel like, you know, at one point it was nine with six minutes to go. That felt like a 25-point game to me. Phoenix was that much sharper than the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. You know what throws me off is just the fact that they did look, the Bucks. this is so lost against that pick and roll. I mean, so lost. And I know it's a little bit repetitive, but I'm sorry. When we're talking about this, this is the entire reason that that game went the way that it did. This is Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And Bart, just frankly, in a Straight Talk fashion, Budenholzer's got to figure out what the heck he's doing here because that did look like a team that at times was unprepared for the situation. 
No, exactly. And I think, you know, when you talk about teams coming out and game plans kind of can help you get one, right? And listen, the Suns did what they were supposed to do. They held court. But, you know, the Bucks still have an opportunity Thursday to kind of sit back and see how they're being attacked and be able to try and get one. If they get one, then they still home court advantage and mission accomplished, right? And listen, we don't expect Chris Paul to shoot as good as he shot, like especially from three. We know he's a, a good three-point shooter, but he rarely is that aggressive. You can tell that he, he understands that he wants to be able to make sure that they win this series. He understands that he can taste that championship right there. They got to do a better job in blitzing him. Like when you get Brooke Lopez isolated like that and then they step back, like Devin Booker stepped back and a couple times on Porters, he did the move, didn't work, step back, reset, then you go blitz his ass because then now he has to find the open the open uh the open player yeah so then you get up there you blitz him you double team you get the ball out of his hands you got to skip pass skip pass and when you go that late in the shot clock then the shot clock you know the, the guy who gets it has to shoot the ball and we don't know if that guy's ready to shoot the ball because they're looking to crash the boards as they see Devin clearly step back or Chris Paul clearly step back saying okay he about to take this guy in isolation like, come I, on, man. How can you keep allowing the same thing to happen? That is the true definition of insanity. Yep, and I, I have felt all along that even with Giannis on the court, that the Suns are the better team here. Now, look, I'm not saying the series is over by any stretch, and when you have Giannis come back and get 20-17, and 17, obviously that's a very positive development for Milwaukee, but... I look at CP3, and frankly, I listen to CP3, and this does not sound like somebody that is going to lose focus anytime soon. With me, it may be the experience, you know, the, the heartbreak, the tough losses, and understanding that it's not over till it's over. You know, it's just one game. You know, we here at home. We're supposed to win at home. Game two is the biggest game of the season right now. So with me, it's just about staying the course and making sure my guys stay locked in. I, I know this is cliche, Bart, but it feels like Chris Paul's not going to be denied in this situation. He understands just how much, frankly, how this road has been paved too perfectly for him. Yeah, we we but we've heard this before, right? I mean, we we we've seen this before, right? We this is what we expect. We've seen this in this playoffs this early, right? I mean, all you got to do is go to the Clippers series and imagine every team that they played before they got to the Phoenix Suns, how great they felt after Game One. That's why CP3 understands. Hey, man, I yo I was in a I was in a dog fight. You know where you know pandemic Peter almost brought these guys back. They we lost two in a row. So if we if we lose one, if, if our guys are young and they're feeling good about themselves, to the bridges of the world, you know if if they're feeling good about themselves, I can't allow them to lose focus. And Sarge Sarge going down is going to be a big deal if he can't go next next game because what are you going to do now when you have Giannis at the five? Because I think you have to change this this lineup, and I think you're going to have to go. You may even have to start Covington. I didn't really like. P.J. Tucker uh, on Chris Paul. I didn't like that because I felt like, you know, Chris Paul was able to still get to his spots. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, so so I feel like, you know, with him being so big, I, I go small with P.J. Tucker, and maybe I put Tucker on, 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 on Devin or I put him on Crowder. Right, but I'm going small, right? So if you if you bring if you bring him in, then I'm 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 gonna have to bring Lopez off the bench. And when Chris Paul isn't out there and the others are out there, that's when I'm gonna go big. I'd and rather so, put him on the on the on the more on the on the bigger threat offensively, and that's Booker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I'll, I'll put him on. I'll put him on Booker. But you know, also if well, you can't really help off a of Crowder, even though Crowder went 0 for eight, which is unlike him, 0 for yeah. five from three point. You know, you know he's gonna play a lot better. Next game, 
but they they're going to have to. I wouldn't even go with Portis, man. They got they're going to have to go super small, man. So I, I think I think you take PJ. Well, you you take Lopez out, and maybe you add Covington to the starting lineup, and then you bring. As soon as I see Aiton in that second bid come up, then I'm going Lopez, right? Because now you know that pick and roll isn't as hard. Well, who, who's the guy that they brought in um, after you know after? Uh, uh, he's from I think he's from Gonzaga. Uh, they they brought they brought him in. Are you because, talking about Frank Kaminsky? Yeah, Kaminsky. They when He's they bring Wisconsin guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When they bring Kaminsky in, I'm throwing in I'm throwing in Lopez and I'm I'm eating barbecue chicken, letting Lopez get his. As soon as they bring Aiden back in, I'm bringing out. I'm putting Giannis out there, right? Because now I got an athletic big on that pick and roll that you got the defensive player of the year or defensive first team all defense out there. So, what adjustments need to be made if the Bucks want to get in this series and even it up? This has been Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. We ask our NBA and excuse me, we'll ask our NBA insider next. It's Greeny, Chris Carlin, Bart Scott, in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. It's the biggest season ever. Said it a million times. Mm-hmm. They're the most mm-hmm. selfish guys sure. on a team, but because they're the quarterback, they have the golf it's cart. always the receiver because they're the leader. Whatever. The countdown to the NFL season continues. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Tomorrow starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Didn't seem like there were any answers last night to the pick-and-roll game of the Suns. Chris Carlin, Bart Scott, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. That's where we head right now. To welcome in ESPN NBA insider, the Hoop Collective's Brian Windhorst, who joins us right now. And Brian, you know, your initial reaction to game one and the matchups and how exactly the Suns were just able to take such command with the pick and roll game last night. Yeah, I mean, the pick and roll is how they've gotten there. They have tremendous guards and they have a great screen setter in DeAndre Ayton. It's the bread and butter 
of their attack. But, you know, as well as Chris Paul played, Devin Booker, I mean, his numbers look good, but he really didn't shoot the ball that well. And the, the way that the, that the Suns really made a difference in this game, and I know it sounds so basic, um, was the foul line. And I'm not hmm. sure I've ever said this about a finals game, but um, the Phoenix Suns use the foul shot like a weapon. They're the number one free-throw shooting team in the playoffs of all time. Um, when you take away like teams that have not just you know been for three games and out. Um, number one all time. And last night they go 25 of 26 at the line. Milwaukee is not a good free throw shooting team, mostly because of Giannis. They made nine free throws in the game. They lose by 13, and the di- free throw differential is 16. And what you know, what uh, the, the, the Suns were able to do is because they had advantages in the pick and roll, they were able to get to the line, especially Devin Booker. Booker was 10 of 10 at the line. He didn't shoot the ball well, but was able to get in position where he'd get fouled. And so, when it, you know, I know that there's schematic issues you know, that we're going to be talking about for the next 36 hours and that pick and roll, what have you. But, you know, you can't put the Suns on the foul line because it's it's giving them two points, and that is a huge strategy point for them. Tell you what, that's why they pay you the big bucks, Wendy, because you go beyond the numbers. This is so minute, man. You found the needle in a haystack, and I think you hit the nail right on the head. Um, but schematically, we are going to – I thought I was watching Stockton and Malone and Hornacek and Malone when I was watching them come off the damn pick and roll, and I felt so bad for Brooke Lopez, even for Bobby Porter, because, I mean, they played as be- as good as you can play a defense, but when you got guys that that's able to manipulate the basketball like that, getting them up in the air, jumping into them, being able to hit the, the shot at the elbow, you know, I, I felt bad for Brooke Lopez. And it, and it makes me ask you this question. Is Brooke Lopez maybe need to be taken out? As good as he played offensively, should they consider taking him out of the starting lineup and going a little bit smaller and maybe using him when one where either Paul or uh, Devin is out of the game, so they don't they can't manipulate him in the pick and roll? Yeah, Bart. So um, this is a thing that has been uh, you know a, a bit of a a game with Mike Budenholzer for for years now. He despite the league going away from playing traditional uh, coverage with centers, despite the league going away from, you know, plotting centers in general, Mike Budenholzer has always been loyal to Brooke Lopez because he believes the things that he can give him at the other end, specifically the three-point shooting mm-hmm. and pulling open the lane for, for uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo and offensive rebounding um, balances it out. He, he believes that, yes, there's going to be – three or four or maybe seven times in a game where Brooke gets isolated out there and gets on an island and gets cooked and it looks bad, but his statistics and his belief says that on balance, um, the Bucks can survive it. And you know what? The Bucks were the number one defensive team in the playoffs coming into the finals. They were able to survive all of those onslaughts uh, in the Eastern Conference with Brooke Lopez in there. But Chris Paul is such a different animal, and Chris Paul is going to hunt him and hunt him and hunt him. You know, he is going to force Brooke Lopez into an uncomfortable situation. So I don't see him abandoning it. Um, the other thing is the Bucks were a, are usually a killer inside scoring team. They, they um, were averaging almost uh, 60 points in the paint in the last round. Um, against the Hawks, and they live in there. They got outscored in the paint by the Suns yesterday. They had a bad shooting game in there. Um, you know, usually Brooke helps with that. 
I think the I think Budenholzer will play the percentages, but I do agree with you, Bart, that they may need to reduce it just a little bit because of how effective Chris Paul is at finding that mismatch. Well, to that point, Brooke Lopez was a minus 17 on the floor last night, and that was a big reason why. He shot 50%. That's crazy. He, he is. Brian Windhorst, who joins us right now, NBA ESPN NBA insider. Brian and Zach Lowe doing a podcast after every finals game. Make sure you check out the Hoop Collective podcast with Brian Windhorst. Great insight after each and every game. How overall, I mean, the numbers look great for him, but how overall did you think that Giannis looked last night? Guys, I was afraid that Giannis blew out multiple ligaments in his knee last week when he had that injury. I was seeing visions of a Kevin Durant injury where he's not just lost for the series, but he's lost for a year. And I was incredibly relieved when the MRI showed no torn ligaments. I was like, wow, that is a huge break. And then it was like, well, maybe he can get to the end of the finals at some point. And then even in the last you know, couple of days, it was like, well, maybe he, can, he could gut his way to game two or three. For him to be out there and contributing in game one after that injury is just amazing. And, um, you know, he looked pretty strong on the knee. And after the game said he felt his, his knee felt stable. And a couple of times he drove in there and dunked. Now, he didn't have – he had 17 rebounds because he's really special with his athleticism. He only took 11 shots. He didn't – he wasn't quite the normal attacking Giannis that he was. But you know, I thought it was a great sign for the Bucks that he looked that good. And, you know, again, I think Phoenix is a formidable opponent. They're very well coached. DeAndre Ayton is playing terrific basketball. They've got, you know, huge advantage with those two guards and the way that they play within that system. But if you're Milwaukee, Milwaukee, uh, you know, they usually don't put opponents on the line like they did. They usually shoot much better in the paint. Um, and, you know, you weren't sure what you were going to have with Giannis. So um, I think Milwaukee, even being down 1-0, probably feels like they're not in the worst position. And I thought this was a very highly competitive game. It was a 13-point finish, but I thought it was a competitive game. And I think we're going to see a competitive series. I'll tell you what, Wendy, do we need to have an intervention where we, like, we, we all get everybody, we get all the holidays, we get the high school coach, we get everybody there, and he comes in, think he's coming to practice, and we all sitting there saying, hey, Drew, we need you to be more aggressive. Like, because I don't know what it is. It seems like when he has Giannis, he starts to defer. I mean, even putting up 14 shots, that's not enough for him. And they need him to shoot a lot more efficiently. If, if Drew Holiday – um, doesn't show up or he can't, you know, help out on the offensive end, does, does the Bucks have any chance in winning? Yeah, so that's one of the things that happened, Bart, that in this last round where, where Giannis missed the last two games and Holiday like, totally came out of his shell offensively. And you're saying, well, why can't he do that more? Why is the ball not in his hands more? And that is a challenge for the – I mean, they've just signed this guy to, a, you know, 100 – million dollar contract he's going to be with you know he and Giannis are under contract for five years yes you're trying to win the championship now but ultimately you've got to get these guys to be able to play with each other and more to the point you know the the um the Suns are hiding Chris Paul a little bit on defense Mm -hmm. because you know even though he's a spectacular defensive player and is great um you know getting steals and stuff they they want to they want to protect his stamina and so one of the things that the, that the Bucks could maybe do is hunt Chris Paul a little bit on the other end of the court 
and make him work more defensively, make him run through screens, make him, um, you know, get a little bumped up, make him maybe draw a foul or two. And, you know, Drew Holiday is a key part in doing that. They've got him off Holiday, but if you have Holiday hunt Chris Paul the way Chris Paul hunts right. uh, Brooke Lopez, you maybe can can wear him down a little bit. That's that's an old-school thing that you do. Like, what do you do when you can't stop Steph Curry at the uh, offensive end? You, you run him through work. 50 screens on the defensive end. So I, I, I think Holiday could be a part of a game plan maneuver that year. Wendy, appreciate the time, man. Great stuff. And you and Zach doing a great job. As we said, podcast after every finals game. Check out the Hoop Collective podcast with Brian Windhorst wherever you get your podcast. Thanks again. Wendy, I just listened to Thanks, your takes. Have a good day. I just listened to Wendy takes and uh, I'm stealing for myself. But I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start quoting my sources now because now me and Wendy down like four flats. <laughs> Uh, Wendy, not comfortable with that, apparently. <laughs> That's Brian Windors, ESPN NBA insider, joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. You know, I have to tell you, yesterday I flip on the match, the <sighs> golf match between Brady, DeChambeau, Aaron Rodgers, and Phil Mickelson. And those weren't the teams, but you get the point. And I watch for about a good four holes. I, I'm, I love to play. It's a beautiful place out in Montana. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking that all in. But then I'm just getting annoyed. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and why am I getting Bart, you know me. I can get a little cranky, right? I, yeah, especially I, when I'm, your blood sugar drop. I, no, it wasn't that. No, I know how to take care of that. You get, you get cranky, angry. I, I get a little annoyed sometimes. And I get annoyed <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers. Because I have been somebody that understands where he is coming from here on all of this stuff. But then, toward the end of it, Brian Anderson and Barkley and everybody's trying to ask him on TNT what his future holds. Just take a listen to this and see if you can understand why I'm annoyed. Packers, Bears, any idea who's going to be there? Anybody who's going to be quarterbacking in the number 12 jersey? Yeah, I don't know, B.A. We'll see. How about, we'll see, won't we? how about September 12th, then? How Will you go for that one? What's that one? <laughs> that would be the opener against the Saints. Oh. All cheesers resort, rejoice. Yeah, I don't know, B.A. We'll see. Okay. You know you're a Milwaukee guy. I know. Aaron, everybody is on their toes. They want to know, man. They want to know. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm just having a good time out here with Tom. I'm trying to talk to him about it. He was going to keep playing or not, you know? Hey, hey Aaron, we go way back. You can just tell me. I'll keep it a secret. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, I promise I will not put it anywhere. Charles, I'll tell you this week in Tahoe. You know what? (laughs) Seriously, just just shut up. Just just shut up. Just shut up. And the reason why, Bart, is that this entire offseason, he said, well, no, I don't have a problem with our GM. No, this isn't about drafting a quarterback. No, this isn't about anything else. And, you know, Brady was having fun with him earlier. He said, no, no, I'm not mad at anybody. Tom, you said that, not me. Well, what is it then? (laughs) What is it that you continue to drum up this drama around it and you are loving the fact that you continue to push this forward with answers like, I don't know, we'll see. I don't know, we'll see. What's the problem? If there's, 
But just crazy. problem, Bart. What's the problem? But crazy, crazy. That's just like if somebody was coming to us and we was in, the, in contract negotiations. They asked us, "Hey, Bart, man, there's reports that you're going, you're going to, you're going to Amazon, man. What's what's going on, man? You're going to Amazon. You're going with Bezos with his new. You're like, ah, man. You know, hey, man. You're going to ask Wait, me this you in going front to Amazon? of Amazon. You, you're going to ask me this in front of my family and everything, <laughs> son. Hold up, man. I'm out here trying to have to go chase. You ain't even let me do my thug dizzle. I can't answer that. You know, yeah, but th- th- here's the problem, though. Rogers is the one that created this drama. He did. And that's my issue here. If if you create this drama, but right. you don't want to give anybody any kind of inclination why you're unhappy and you're denying reasons left and right why you're unhappy, just shut up then. Don't you know? Go, let him go find somebody else to so, go play in this thing. So, so you want him to go full Tropic Thunder. You want him to go all out. Listen, he was giving you the subliminal disc. He showed you that he had Why all the Why do I have to constantly read between the lines with everything that he's saying instead of just you saying, be I, I don't want up. him to sit there on that's this thing and tell me, I'm not showing up, that's it, I'm, I'm done with the Packers. That's not what I'm looking for. What I'm, what I'm looking for is for him at some point between now and last at the end of last season to have given us some no, sort no, no, of a no. clue because he does owe that to the Packers fans. In the words of Mutombo, no, 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 no. I can't do that. Not right now, man. This, listen, you know when you're going to get his answer? When training camp comes, and then he's going to have to say why he's not there and when Gunnikun's going to have to talk because if he talks, then that's just going to give – the Packers, the leverage, because they're going to win the PR battle. If you say nothing and make everybody else talk for you, then now that's doing the negotiations for you. It's not time, Chris. We are about three weeks of him not showing up for camp and them starting to levy fines for him to be able before he has to say something and talk about how he stand on principle. He told you he was the bad guy. Did you look at the subliminal messages he was giving you, the nonverbal communication? Did you see he had on all black? He was on black because that's what the that's what the villains wear. He had all black on his hot as hell. He playing golf in all black. He letting you know. Say hello to the bad guy. And it's okay. But until he's going to be the bad guy, he's going to verbally become the bad guy when they start levying fines because then we know the narrative is going to change. If he's not there, do you give the Green Bay Packers, the cheese curds, do you give them any chance to beat the Saints? No, of course not. So what's going to happen? Well, they, play, they do have Jameis Winston. It is a fair fight with love. <laughs> with love. That's true. Jameis Winston can throw yeah. as many touchdown passes for the Packers as exactly. Aaron Rodgers. With that defense, right, that the Packers have. <laughs> uh, I, I, I hold that out. I think that's a closer the closer eyes than I thought. But if they go 0-1, then what's the pressure going to be about? What's going to be said? At some point, they're going to have to figure something out. And maybe, you know, Aaron Rodgers is just waiting for that. That's why we've we seen that deadline come where he can – out for COVID and it passed. Right? Yeah, here's my problem though. You created this. Yes. Okay. You created no, I this. Hold on, he didn't create it. The Green Bay Packers created it. One how? by one well, by Because getting... every time I ask him about how they created it, he denies every way that they created it. They drafted they drafted a quarterback. Well, and, he says it's not about that. And right, it's about him being a lame duck. Uh, quarterback because if you look at anybody out there go to spoke track if you, if you don't know all the experts go to spoke track.com they're going to tell you when it's potential outs in people's contracts and it's a potential out in Aaron Rodgers contract at the end of this year where the Packers can cut him and the dead cap money isn't crazy and they're going to be able to move on with Jordan Love so what he's saying is if that's who you want damn it then go get him Go put a ring on it. Don't be cheating on me on the side. Put a full ring on it and serve me my damn papers. Well, guess what? He's going to go play at the American Celebrity Championship in Tahoe this week, and he's going to get asked about it again. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Is that what Tony Romo always plays in? 
Yeah. Is that the Tony Romo uh, invitation? He's going to try, and, get, he gonna try and slide in and get, and get the scoop quarterback to quarterback? You think Tony Romo's going to report it like a reporter? You think Tony Romo's not going to say a damn thing? Yeah, Come on. Yeah. Well, Tony Romo. No, nobody's no, – he's Tony not, Romo doesn't need – he don't need an exclusive sit-down with Aaron Rodgers. No, he can burn, no. He can but, burn that bridge for entertainment. He's, he listen, could, Tony Romo's but, making $17 million a year. He's trying, to catch, my, think. He's trying to catch Michael Strahan. You know what I'm saying? To catch Michael Strahan, you got to go nuclear. You got to go global. He, he's trying to be the Michael Strahan for CBS. He's trying to sit next to Gail King. That's wow. the difference in $40 million. That's t- He's $21 million short of Strahan. And that's fine. All I'm telling you is. Go nuclear, with, Tony. With, with Rodgers, like yeah, either if you're going to do this and you're not going to say anything about it, that's stop true. showing up at every event possible. Well, that's he, number one. That, that, that was a and because you know engagement. it's all going to be a thing, and it's just annoying. So he, it's annoying to, for this, us to continue to have to look at him and give no answers and give no concept. Chris. Aaron Rodgers is losing any public sentiment that he has on his side. It's, it's not about the public sentiment. And the Packers have done their best part, their best to hand them all of the public sentiment with the dumb comments they have made left and right. Crazy. I tell you what, I don't know if you ever like been trying to get your girl back and you and your girl beefing and you you gotta show you gotta show certain things. Listen, you you, you, you gotta play hardball with her, right? And he and he's playing hardball with the organization, trying to get them to fold to his will, right? To get what you want, you gotta play hardball. You can't give them ammunition. You gotta leave them in the dark and you still show up so other people see. Like, man, I seen your boyfriend. They ain't my boyfriend. We broke up. I saw him at the ball. He was looking good. You know what I'm saying? First thing you do, you beef with your girl, you hit the gym. That's what you do. You hit the gym. You get your hair cut every week. When you was with her, you never shaved. You yeah, shave every week. None of this is any kind of an analogy that I could ever really appreciate <laughs> by any stretch. And you know a, that. A-Rod a- is trying to look good. He, that's why he's posting. When have you ever seen Aaron Rodgers post anything about his life, especially his romantic life? Right? He's posting stuff from, from Hawaii. He's hurt, man. Listen, yeah. he's hurt. He's trying, but he's not supposed to be hurt because he's Aaron Rodgers. He's supposed to be unbothered. But why his feelings, his feelings, hurt, his feelings oh, are hurt. hurt because they drafted a quarterback. I'm not hurt because they want to give me more money. I'm listen, not hurt his, his words say his words say that, but his actions say that he's extremely hurt, man. That his feelings are hurt because he thought he was going to be the one quarterback better than Brett Favre. He's saying I'm better. I'm the best quarterback in franchise history, and I know they had Bart Starr. But he don't count because he played when it was black and white TV. He's talking about in the color TV era that he was better than Brett Favor, and he wanted to be treated Ooh. differently than Brett Favor. He wanted to make sure that he can ride off into the sunset. He controls the organization, that he gets emboldened. He gets power like Brady did. He wants to be like that. And his feelings are hurt, man. So what he's doing, he's out there acting like he's living his best life. But when he's go home, he's crying in his pillow. Yeah. I'm really feeling sorry for him. Country versus country, Bart. $18 million on You versus the home printer. No matter the competition, you need natural fuel, and almonds are exactly that. Fuel, best for you. Almonds are natural energy packs. Stay on task. Feel good fuel to power you through. A handful of almonds has six grams of plant-based protein. They're also an excellent source of vitamin E and magnesium. It can't get any easier to fuel good so you can feel good. So whether you're podium topping or printing at home, almonds are an all-natural fuel that is for the best you. California almonds. Own your every day, every day. Up next, Shakari will not run at the Tokyo Olympics after being left off the U.S. relay team. 
We will fill you in on all the details and controversy. Greeny is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Chris Carlin, Bart Scott, filling in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. While my heart goes out to her, even if you break stupid rules, you got to deal with the consequences. We have to follow the rules of the World Anti-Doping Agency, which are the global rules that apply around the world. And You know, these are just rules to make your dreams come true. Well, it's official. Shikari Richardson is left off the U.S. Olympic relay team. It is Bart and Chris Carlin, Bart Scott and Chris Carlin, filling in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. That in 30 seconds. First, though, for all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER or click granger.com or just stop by. Bart, it is a shame that Shikari Richardson is left off the Olympic team. Of course, for those who are unfamiliar with her story, she tested positive uh, last week uh, after um, running her 100-meter uh, individual race. And as a result, she will not be able to um, run in that race. She tested positive for marijuana. She had been dealing with the loss of her mother and came out uh, on the Today Show last week and said, listen, I know what I did, I knew what the risks were, and I was dealing with a situation at the time that, you know, I was just finding a way to cope. But I really admire the fact that the young woman was not in any way trying to make excuses for what happened. I I don't know quite how to feel about this. I feel Mm. like she should be allowed to run 
because it's a dumb rule. But I also know that the the athlete who is replacing her uh, probably worked just as hard to get in this position as well. But I just find this so disappointing considering there were really mitigating circumstances here. Yeah, but you'll know, understand it, but they're going to say we got to make concessions for one person and what happens to the next person that comes up. One, it's a dumb rule. Stupid. It's not that marijuana is a uh, enhancer, a performance enhancer, but then Josh Gordon, Ricky Williams, and there's a host of all uh, players that have had to experience the same thing. Now, we're supposed to be more enlightened now, understand uh, marijuana is better uh, for you as opposed to opioids. Not that I'm telling people out there to go self-medicate. I'm just telling you what the argument is on the other side. But the fact that it's only a, it's supposed to be a 30, what, a 30-day suspension? 30-day suspension. 30-day yeah. suspension. I believe that they still had an opportunity to put her on the relay team, and they chose not to pick her. To me, it's the issue. Because if that's the case, like you had opportunity, you understand my circumstance. I don't expect um, the, the Olympic Committee to understand my circumstance, but you know me. You know what I was going through. You know what type of person I am, and you know that I can make this team better. So if that's how you feel about me when I'm in, in distress and I want to be a champion, I, I'm going to go and miss an Olympics where I have an opportunity to get one gold medal opposed to maybe getting three or four and you guys can't throw me a bone and give me one, knowing that I'm the best runner that you got. I'm the best runner, female runner, arguably the best overall runner in America right now. Guess what? I'm going to go to Ancestry.com. I'm going to do the test, and I'm going to find out what I have in me, and I'm going to make sure that for the next Olympics, I represent that country. So it's the same thing, make you laugh, make you cry. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to, since I can't get my own here, I'm going to make sure I stop you and prevent you from, from ever getting any titles. So here's exactly what they could have done. That 30-day suspension would end before the start of the relays in track and field on August 5th. So that left open the possibility that she could win a medal as part of the 4 by 100 relay team. But the Federation had two discretionary picks beyond the top four finishers in the 100-meter final at the trials, but they chose not to offer the spot to her. And here was the statement from the Federation. We are incredibly sympathetic towards Shakari's extenuating circumstances and fully agree that international rules regarding marijuana should be reevaluated. So while our heartfelt understanding lies with her, we must also maintain fairness for all the athletes who attempted to realize their dreams by securing a place on the U.S. Olympic track and field team. Here is Monica McNutt this morning on KJZ on why she should be allowed to run. Where else can I get her? I do not buy that she's going to have this issue again, personally. I just don't see it. I would put her on the 4 by team, and the answer to me would be, look at these times. Look at these scores. We want to put ourselves in the best position to win. Now, if she has a history of fumbling handoffs or something, I don't know that. Assuming that she is capable to run the 4 by and is well-skilled in this event as well, I'm putting her on my 4 by team. I'm, that's where I am, and I get it. Then the question becomes, well, are you going to make exceptions consistently down the road? I No, that would not be it. But in this particular case, and I don't know how often this comes up when we get ready to prepare for the Olympics, in this particular case, I would have put her on my 4 by team, and I'm not apologizing. Look, she's the best in the world. Like, how, yeah. how do you, why do you have to apologize if she's the best in the world? I don't care if you got to stop and strap it to her waist. She's going to catch up and smoke everybody. <laughs> how about this? Let her run leadoff. I would feel for the person that would get left out, but I think she deserved to be there. I don't think there's any question. Can the Bucks make the adjustments they need to? That's next on Greeny.
Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.